Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, a Baxter Professional Services production. Hi, and welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show. I'm Tina Baxter, and I'm your host for the Nurse Shark Academy, where we're experts in nursing and experts in business. The Nurse Shark Academy Show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Join us for each session and support these wonderful nurse entrepreneurs and leaders. Today's guest is Becky Kirby, how one infusion nurse discovered how to do it better. Hi, and welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy. I'm Tina Baxter, and I'm your host. The Nurse Shark Academy, our mission is to expand the consciousness of nurses as experts to reflect their individual and collective power by promoting self-agency through inspiring nurses to dream big, reach far, and soar to new heights in business and the profession of nursing, thereby producing a healthier and richer society. The Nurse Shark Academy show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Join us today and support these wonderful nurse entrepreneurs and leaders. Today's guest is Becky Kirby. She's a registered nurse, a registered infusion nurse with three decades of experience. Becky's expertise is in vascular access care and management. Welcome, Becky, to the show. Thank you, Tina. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Now, tell me a little bit about um, your background. So my first question always is to our guests. What made you decide you wanted to be a nurse? (laughs) That's a great question. So I had no intention of becoming a nurse. I was going to school, accounting, business, finance, but I knew I wanted to work in the healthcare industry. And I was, as I was in college, I was working for a podiatrist, uh, running his front office and doing some billing. And one day he said to me, um, you know, you seem to want to be in the back with my patients all the time because he allowed me to help and and whatnot. He said, why don't you go be a nurse? And the college that I was at, you know, this little lightning bolt moment where I pictured this building, it had the word nursing on it. Mm -hmm. So the very next day I knocked on the door because it was locked and a very nice woman brought me into her office, told me what I needed to do, what classes, et cetera. And after all those prerequisites, I'm back in that building as a nursing student, come to find out she was the director of the program, but that's how I got started. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I think that initial prodding by someone to put that idea in the back of your head, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's something I can do. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Nobody in my family is in healthcare. Like it just never, I never even thought of it. <laughs> You're a pioneer. I'm a pioneer. <laughs> it's over because we're going to get to that in a moment. So what was your first nursing job? My first nursing job was in Inglewood, California at Sentinella Hospital. And I was a med surge nurse doing my one year of med surge. And uh, the because you had to, but uh, I had my eyes set on the ER. And within a year, I was down there. And I've done a lot of things over my career. But that's that was my first first job. I, I think that's wonderful because I have kudos for ER nurses because you get everything in the door because I, I would do consults over there as a, as a psychiatric nurse. I would do the mm-hmm. consults. So they always call me over for the psych consults. And uh, it was interesting things happening down in there. <laughs> 
Every day is an adventure. <laughs> I'm in geriatrics now, so yeah, every day is an adventure there too. <laughs> I, I think that's true in nursing, no matter what we do, isn't it? I think so. Mm -hmm. Nursing is such a diverse career path. You can do so much with nursing. How did you get into being an infusion nurse? Um, you know, it's another thing about my career as I went along, things just kind of fell in my lap. Like, do you want to try this? Do you want to try that? And I'm one of those people that just loves to learn and try new things and just keep growing. And, um, I was in that ER and something told me I wanted to work closer to my community. Um, it was a longer drive, LA traffic. Uh, I was getting off at 1am, 2am in the morning. And I thought, let me just look. And there was a home health position, but it said mostly infusion. And I thought, well, that would be cool. And I just, I just loved it. I love the home environment. I love connecting with people in their homes and their environment. And um, there's just this really cool dance where you go into somebody else's home and you're the expert, but there it's also their home and you have to respect that. So there's this like dance and I just love that. And I love that when they first meet you, um, there's just trust issues with healthcare, you know, and by the second, third, fourth visit, you know, they want to make me tea and breakfast and can you stay longer and chat and, and they're so grateful, um, which, you know, I didn't feel that as much in the ER um, and just to be so appreciative. And uh, I did that for five years. And then um, this thing called, um, oasis in home health and the paperwork but i remember those days yes when oasis first came in <laughs> i was working in uh home care um at the time mm -hmm. um as an aide and i remember having all the nurses complain about oasis <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i went from about 30 minutes a day of paperwork to three hours and then one of my uh nurse friends that we worked together in the ER at Sentinella, um, she had moved closer to her community hospital in the ER and she said, come back, come back to the ER. And I ended up 17 years in that hospital from ER and um, interventional radiology and recovery room and pre-op and cardiac rehab. And uh, I just loved it. I used to work in two departments all the time. Um, and then I just thought getting closer to the end of the career, you know, I still have a ways to go, but I thought, what was my favorite thing to do out of everything I'd done? And, you know, home infusion just came to mind and I thought, oh, that paperwork, I just, I'm not going back. <laughs> and then I got a phone call randomly, um, a pharmacy out of Prescott, Arizona, because I had moved to Arizona. Uh, the director gave me a call and she said, Hey, you know, we have an opening and you live in a rural area. You know, we'd love to have you if you're interested. And I said, you know, I would take it in a heartbeat, but I, that paperwork. And she said, no, we're a pharmacy. So you don't really have a lot of paperwork and ding, 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 ding. Ah. <laughs> so, um, and it was all infusion. There was no home health. Um, mm -hmm. So that was in 2017, 18. Yeah. So, so somehow the universe always provides a way to do what you love without the headache, right? Yes. If you allow it. If you allow it. <laughs> no, not control it. <laughs> right. 
but it's having that that faith in yourself that you can step out there and do something yes. different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Takes a certain grit, you know, to go into the the unknown, a new department, a new area, a new state, a new, you know, employer, whatever it is, you know, you just have to have faith that it feels like the right thing to do. It's that, yeah, you're right. It's that leap of faith, isn't it? When change yes. happens, yes. it happened to you or for you. Yes. You choose. <laughs> I'm learning to choose for me. <laughs> yes, the older we get, the wiser we get. Mm -hmm. right. What's best for me? <laughs> so what were some of the challenges that you found with being an infusion nurse besides uh, being in the home care setting, but just, you know, in the setting, what are some of those big challenges that you have um, as a as an infusion nurse, what, 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 someone who wants to get in that, that field, what would they have to do? Okay. So I think a couple, two of the biggest things that stand out, I think for me, when nurses first try home infusion is they're surprised at the amount of time we spend driving. Yeah. And, um, a lot of us that love home infusion, we have podcasts and audible books and uh or catching up with family on the phone and it's actually for me you know when i'm listening to podcasts or books and i'm driving anywhere from 30 minutes to i think my farthest drive was four hours in one direction wow i i it's my zen because i'm not multitasking i'm not working i'm taking the house you know all that stuff that daily stuff that we do and then the other thing um that um, nurses new to home infusion struggle with is the different environments that we go in. And um, I think you have to have a sense of adventure and you have to be open to um, everything. You don't know what you're gonna find when you go in that home. Safety is rarely an issue, but let's just say maybe cleanliness or, um, you know, there's just, you just don't know. Um, you know, one time I had a patient who was in an apartment building. And um, when I got there, it was a hotel and it was not a safe area. So you just don't know what you're gonna get into and you can't open the door or the curtain and call for backup, whether if you can't get the IV started or, you know, you, you have to be really autonomous and you have to love it. Um, so those seems to be the, the two biggest challenges. But for me, I, I love both. So let's talk about those uh, possible safety concerns, because as you know, there's been a rise in um, violence against healthcare workers. And I remember it was my, maybe about six months ago that a home care nurse was actually shot by a mental health patient while doing his visit with the parent in the home. And so when you're entering that situation, I'm pretty sure you have safety protocols in place of letting people know where you are, where you're going back at the office or something like that? Absolutely. That's a, one of the first questions that I get asked when I'm interviewing a new nurse who hasn't done home infusion. Uh, it's usually a spouse saying, make sure you ask, you know, about going into other people's homes and safety. And, you know, I tell all the nurses, I think we're honestly safer in the home than the hospital. There's less stress of you know the hospital environment and the, the stress and the pressures of what's happening to their loved ones or to themselves. Um, but with that said, it's your gut. And if you do not feel safe, 
you don't go in and um, and we support that 100 percent. Yeah, I had a nurse call me and said that there was like a small dog that was very protective. She was trying to change a pick line dressing and the dog was getting it, not only in the sterile field, but a little aggressive and they kind of poo-pooed it. Mm-hmm. And as the nurse was leaving, she said, you, you need to come get your dog. I'm, I'm going out. I don't want it to run. And it kind of charged her and she moved her leg just as it went to bite her and got her pant leg. And she called me because she was new to home infusion about how to handle that. And mm-hmm. I said, well, it's the next, you know, the next visit when you call to make that appointment, say, I need you to have your dog put away in another room. And when you arrive to the home, call and confirm that the dog is put away. And if they don't respect that, then you don't make the visit. You don't go back. There's just boundaries, but it's rare. Um, but it does come down to your gut. And other things like if um, if it's a new home that uh, it's an apartment building, you know, we ask, are there gate codes? Uh, where can we park that's safe and close to your home? Will somebody... If it's at night, it's dark. Will somebody meet me at my car? You know, there's a lot of things that we can do. Yeah. 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 I Having worked in home care, that was one of the things that we did. And even in long-term care, when I would visit some of the buildings, they weren't in, always in the best neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was doing these visits, I would ask the, the patient, hey, make sure you watch out for me. This is the time that I'm coming. So yeah. they could know and watch me get, get to my car yes. because one particular area that I was working in um, was a sundown community in the past. And I don't know if you know what that means, but um, that's a, that's a community that um, traditionally or historically had issues with um, racial problems. And so you were known not to be there after dark. So if you had to make a visit, you had to let them know, hey, I'm coming, you know, that I'm going to be there. And so most of my patients were very gracious um, and they were very, you know, they want to make sure that you don't, something happens to you to the point of us, you know, not even wearing our lab coats sometimes because we didn't want to be identified as a healthcare worker in case Mm -hmm. people thought we had drugs on us. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't carry meds on me. Sorry, I, I carry a stethoscope and some tape. (laughs) Good luck with that. Um, But it's those type of things that as a nurse, you have to think about when you go into those type of situations. I'm glad to say that most of my experiences have been great. I mean, I've, I've had the homes that weren't in the best repair and there were some hygiene and pest control issues. Mm -hmm. Um, To the point that some of the one house, uh, bless her heart, this one lady, her her house had had to be condemned. And so that's sad when that happens, but I'd I'd much rather her be in a place where she was taken care of because one spark would have set that house on fire. It was, it was that bad. There were wires hanging from the ceiling and. Oh yeah. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, it's a long story. I won't even get into that. But there's some, there's some things, if you guys want to know some of the horrors that can happen. Um, yes, you know, give us a call. Give us a call. We'll tell you and share that. But there's also <laughs> some wonderful things that can happen, too. And sometimes you become almost surrogate family to them because you're in their home more often and you're seeing them and you're checking in on them. 
um, and making sure that they're okay. And sometimes you're the first emergency call before they'll call their family, they'll call you. Yes, that is true. That is so true. You know, the connections that you make in home care are unlike um, in the clinic or the hospital setting. You know, they teach you nursing school, the whole, you know, boundaries, you know, don't get too close. But in, in home care, it's you're on a first name basis in yes. their home. And you, you know, some of our patients we see weekly or monthly for years. And, you know, I, I have a former patient who is like a brother to me. Like we, they become ex like an extension of your family in a way sometimes. And it's just the coolest thing. It's, it's, it's a cool job. Now, I worked in hospice care, so I had a certain distance that I would have because I knew mm -hmm. the outcome for a lot of my patients. But when you're in, you know, you just mentioned working with some of your clients for years, how do you handle that when, you know, those boundary issues, you know, for yourself, those mm -hmm. protections, so that you're not over-invested in them and that you protect yourself when something bad happens, like someone dies or something like that. How, how do you handle those things? You know, more often than not in home infusion, it's usually um, a change in insurance and they have to go with another pharmacy or another agency and that it's, or a move. Like when I moved from rural Arizona to the Phoenix area, it's hard to say goodbye. It really is. And it's mutual. I mean, the bonds and the connections, it, it's, it's difficult. We get really close to our patients. Yes, I, I work, I work in psychiatry and there are some of my patients because, you know, they're older and we've established a relationship. And um, if they lose that resource, that relationship that we have with them, mm -hmm. oftentimes we're like their last step, stop, you know, even primary care, you know, because they tell us so, such intimate details about what's happening in their emotions and everything. Yes. So it's a little bit different and difficult. Yeah. So I can imagine that intimacy that you have with them. Mm -hmm. It's pretty special. Yeah. So let's, let's take a quick shift here. Okay. How did you, how did you become an entrepreneur? Okay. Well, I didn't intend to become one, but, uh, I was working for a pharmacy and, um, you know, working in the pharmaceutical industry, as you can imagine, has its challenges. Mm -hmm. And I was working full time, um, long days, not a lot of flexibility and control over my schedule or not a lot of say. Uh, and... I just, thought, I just had this moment one day where I thought there's got to be something for nurses, home infusion nurses. That they can do what they love, but they have some control and flexibility over their schedule. I mean, we're, um, we're in such high demand mm -hmm. in general in this industry. And let's just be honest, we're not treated the best. And I thought, you know, I've managed my family's construction business for 20 plus years. It went from grandma to mom to me. And, and uh, I, I've got a lot of business background and then all the accounting and finance classes 
before becoming a nurse. And I thought, what if I can just contract with all the farm? There's so many national local pharmacies. Instead of working for one, um, and I kind of work far north Phoenix or live far north Phoenix, why don't I see if I can do my own thing as an independent? And then I, you know, a lot of lessons, long story, but I didn't have a lot of connections and the sales and marketing background. And I realized also that if I'm going to contract with a pharmacy, they're going to add the first thing they're going to ask is what areas do you cover? And I want to say the whole state, I'll go anywhere, but they don't want to pay for travel time. Yes. So I thought, I know there are other nurses out there that want something different. And, you know, I just had a moment. I'm like, let me go for that. Let me just try and make a home for home infusion nurses where they can have flexibility and control over their schedule. They can be paid fairly because I looked when I uh, left that pharmacy for other agencies and I couldn't find one that paid for travel time or mileage reimbursement. So I thought, well, if I drive an hour to Mesa, do a half hour infusion, I figure I'm in the home for an hour, but time to start the IV, da, 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 an hour drive home. I'm going to make about $15. Like how are nurses working for these agencies not getting paid for their travel time? I'm like, There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just went for it and started with one nurse and grew. And we're up to 18 nurses now all throughout the state. We have 12 contracts with pharmacies. And I just love our team. We just had a baby shower. Um, everyone seems happy. You know, they're supported. And uh, I think it's a pretty cool thing. But I honestly, I didn't know what I was getting into. And I don't like calling myself a staffing agency because I really honestly just wanted a home base for nurses, um, you know, with little kids or military spouses who wanted to drop their kids off, go see two patients and pick their kids up or, you know, military um one nurse whose husband all around the country doing uh, air shows for the Air Force. And so she wants to be able to schedule infusions around her husband's schedule, you know, and you have that. There's no, you have to work these, see these many patients, work these many hours. Um, you don't have, they don't have to do call. It's voluntary. You know, it's just a really cool, I made a cool home for home infusion nurse. And, that sounds great. Thank you. I'm pretty and, proud of it. And very innovative because most places are, you know, you have to do things their way on their schedule and their time. But there is a phenomenon that even the hospitals are figuring this out finally about the gig economy with nursing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of that came out of COVID is that people are realizing, hey, I want to be in charge of my own schedule and pick up the shifts where it works with my life instead of trying to work my life around my work schedule. Exactly. And we give so much mm -hmm. in our careers, in our homes, in our family lives. You know, it's nice to be able to have some control and flexibility over your, your own life and your schedule. Yes. Yeah. There's a so, shift happening, and I love it. I love it. Too. <laughs> now, I, I heard you say that you're in North of Phoenix or somewhere around there. Yes, yes. Okay. So, what? How? How much uh, territory are you covering now? Then. So we are as far south as Tucson, 
and then all the way up into Flagstaff. And then okay. on the east side, we have um, Payson, which is a mountain community, small communities in that area. And then uh, Lake Havasu, Kingman, Bullhead City area, which is the far west of the state. And then all around Phoenix, uh, you know, all the different cities, east, west, north, and south, we have nurses all over there as well. I hope I didn't That's forget wonderful. anything. Prescott, yeah. So how do the nurses now, do you, I'm assuming you do the billing and pay the nurses? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yep, I do. Yep. The, so we basically build the pharmacies for our, our nursing time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So no insurance, strictly subcontract with the pharmacies. Okay. And mm -hmm. so, and that covers your, your uh, overhead, right? Yes. And then a decent salary, obviously for the nurses. Yes. So if yes. you've worked out that whole getting $15 thing, right? <laughs> You're not getting $15 for, for patient, right? No, no, no. Our nurses, they get paid very, very well. That's yeah. good to hear. That's good to hear. And so I want to say if you're a nurse and you're listening and you're interested in infusion nursing, uh, go ahead and give um, Becky Kirby a call and um, talk to her. She's offered, you know, a 15 minute phone call if you want to talk to her and I'll let her give, give you the deets in a minute. But um, yeah. And if you're a pharmacy or your pharmacist happening to be listening, because you never know, uh, share this with your pharmacist. If they're looking for infusion nurses and you're in the Arizona state, contact uh, Becky. And she has contacts with other agencies as well. So she can probably help you out wherever you are in the country mm -hmm. because she knows other nurses as we all do. We like to network and share the love with everyone. Okay. So um, our last question is being an entrepreneur what were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned as an entrepreneur and what would be one big takeaway that you would want to give to our listeners who are thinking about entrepreneurship the biggest lesson <laughs> mm. somebody once told me that sales and marketing, which is what you hear often in the entrepreneurial world. I don't like it. It's not my thing. And someone told me recently that really all that is, is a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. And if you realize that, and with every uh, phone call you make or sending out uh, flyers and postcards and shock and awe packages and meeting with pharmacies, teams of pharmacies, you know, big pharmacies, you know, you're not just a nurse, you're an entrepreneur, you sell yourself, you just be yourself and sell yourself. And you can only do the best you can do. Like mm -hmm. if a pharmacy said no, they never said yes. So it's not going to hurt to ask, just ask and don't be afraid. <laughs> you know what? That's great <laughs> advice. It's, it's hard to take it. But it gets easier. It really it's a it's a mindset thing. It truly is. I think it helps if you switch the, the idea of sales as in you know that pushy sales stuff yes. as sales as service. And mm -hmm. you are serving them and bringing a service to help solve their problem. They've got these infusions. They've got patients. They need somebody to give it to them. You're solving their problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of 
uh, you know, in the beginning, it was like, look at us, how wonderful we are. And we're, we're great nurses and we give great care, safe care. We go all over. We're wonderful. Hire us. Yes. It, it, that's not, that's not <laughs> what they're looking for. They want to know. So what can we do for you? <laughs> yes. How can we help you? You know, they want to know what's in it for them. Show up on time. Help us get more customers because obviously they want more customers too. Mm -hmm. Be a good referral source. So speaking to those pain points, you know. Yes. Yes. What's in it for them? That's what they want to yep. know. Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to thank you for, for coming on the show today. Is there how do you want our, our listeners to get a hold of you? Oh, you can call us uh, myself at uh, our main number, which is 602 348. 9100, or you can check us out on our website at BK Home Infusions with an S.com. All right, so that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you, Becky Kirby, for being here. Uh, you'll have we'll put the information in the show notes of how best to reach her as well. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Nurse Shark Academy podcast, where we talk about nursing because we're experts in nursing and experts in business, and we want to talk to more nurse entrepreneurs. Uh, so if you know of any nurse entrepreneurs, refer them to the show and always like and subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube page and share this great content. Thanks again, Rebecca, for or Becky, for being here and for um, having a wonderful show. You're welcome, Tina. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Shark Academy show wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you'll know when all of our episodes come out. If you want further information, you can contact us on the nurse shark academy.biz.